Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it will help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. The first reading is from the 16th chapter of Exodus. There, too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day, the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Then Moses said to Aaron, Announce this to the entire community of Israel. Present yourselves before the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole community of Israel, they looked out towards the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud. Then the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the Israelites' complaints. Now tell them, in the evening you will have meat to eat, and in the morning you will all have the bread you want. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, vast numbers of quail flew in and covered the camp. And the next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. When the dew evaporated, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was. And Moses told them, It is the food the Lord has given you to eat. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. 
We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his, his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understand the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed in the wilderness. The scriptures says Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us this bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. When I was a kid, my grandparents lived just catty-corner across the street from where I went to grade school. They were in their 70s and well into retirement by then, so very often they would invite me to walk across the street and have lunch with them during the school day. Now, it wasn't that my grandma would fix me a sandwich or a bowl of soup, feed me, and send me on my way. They arranged their schedule so that the three of us could sit down and have lunch together. Now, I'm sure that my grandpa didn't say it every time, but he said it often enough that even now, some 45 years later, I can still hear his voice. After lunch, he would kind of lean back in his chair and he'd say, the only thing wrong with eating a good meal like this is that it sure takes away your appetite. (laughs) Yes, Grandpa, it does. Of course, the thing about our appetite is that it always comes back. Even after a good lunch, most of us know that by supper time, our stomachs will be growling again. Well, our gospel lesson today is a continuation of the story we started last week when Jesus fed 5,000 people with just five loaves of bread and two fish. And all of those hungry people ate as much as they wanted that day. Indeed, the story says they ate until they were satisfied. 
The only thing wrong with eating a good meal is that it sure takes away your appetite. But now in our reading today, as we pick up right where we left off, now a whole day has passed. Their appetites have returned and their stomachs are growling and so they are on the hunt for Jesus. And when they find him, he knows exactly what's going on. They are looking for more fish and bread, which means they have missed the whole point of the miracle of the lunch that he provided for them the day before. And in missing the point of the miracle, they missed the best part. See, it wasn't about the fish and bread that filled their stomachs. The best part was that they got to be in the presence of the living bread that came down from heaven. The fish and bread, that was just meant to be a sign pointing to the one who could fill an appetite much deeper than just a growling stomach. Don't work for the food that perishes, Jesus says, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. But they were thinking with their stomachs, Give us a sign, Jesus, and maybe we'll believe in you. They even remind him of that story from their history when their ancestors ate manna in the wilderness and did not go hungry. You give us a sandwich now, Jesus, and let us be the judge if you are who you say you are. They just weren't getting it. They were in the presence of the one who could satisfy their deepest spiritual appetites. But they were stuck with the food that perishes. You know, I don't remember any one specific lunch that I had with my grandparents when I was in grade school. I mean, I can see my grandma standing at the stove cooking and my grandpa sitting across the table from me. But I don't remember exactly what we ate. Standard lunch stuff, I suppose. But the food wasn't the most important thing that was going on back then. The most important thing was that a little girl got to spend time with her grandparents. It was about the relationship. I suspect that's why they didn't just fix me a sandwich and send me back to school, but they sat down and ate with me because one of the best ways to grow relationships is to share a meal around the table. Now, I'm guessing that many of you, when you woke up this morning, felt a little bit hungry. Your stomach maybe was growling. But I bet not one of you said, I'm going to go to church and fill up on bread and wine. If you did, you're going to be disappointed. Doesn't much make much sense to come to this table to satisfy our physical hunger. A little taste of bread and a little sip of wine isn't going to do much for your growling stomach. But that's not what this meal is about. This meal is meant to satisfy a deeper appetite and a deeper longing. This meal is about relationship. It's about coming to the table with your church family so that we can be closer to each other. It's about coming to be fed by the bread of life so that we can grow deep roots in our faith and our relationship with the one who feeds us. 
We know that the bread and wine in this meal is not going to be very memorable. But to be in the presence and indeed to receive the true bread from heaven, now there is something to remember. There is something that can change our lives, not just right now, but for eternity. A few years after my grandpa died, my grandma moved out of the house that was catty corner from my grade school. She started having issues with her memory, and so she moved into a nursing home out near the East Coast where two of my aunts were living. The last time I saw my grandma, I was attending a conference in Washington, D.C. She was living a couple of hours away from there, and so the morning after the conference ended, I got up really early and I drove to see her. And when I got to the nursing home, my grandma was just sitting down for breakfast. And so I sat down at the table to visit with her. And as she ate, we talked about the old days and about members of our family. Now, the most important thing about that day for me wasn't how my grandma's eggs were fixed or what kind of bread they toasted. The most important thing about that morning was that I got to sit down at a table again with a woman who had mentored me in life and in faith to share that time with her. My grandma had been my fourth grade Sunday school teacher. She was a teacher and so she tracked my academic progress she constantly corrected my grammar when I spoke. And she gave me a stink-eye look when she thought my shorts were too short when I was in high school. She had a big impact on my life. And I would have missed the point if all I could tell you about the last day that I saw my grandma was that she ate her eggs scrambled. It wasn't about the food was about the relationship. In our gospel lesson today, people were following Jesus because all they wanted was another round of fish and bread. They were missing the point of who he was. They couldn't see that he was the one that could satisfy their deepest hungers and longings. And yet Jesus says to them and to us, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And today, this same bread of life says to us, come. Come to the table and eat. Come if you are hungry for grace and joy and peace and love. Come if you have a craving to strengthen your relationship with your sisters and brothers in Christ. Come if you long for a deeper connection with me. Come to have a stronger connection with the one who gives life to the world. We have lots of different kinds of appetites. You know, the only thing wrong with eating a meal like this is that it sure takes away your appetite and leaves you deeply satisfied. Amen. 
Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.